I'm Jason. I'm John. And I'm Marquis. And this is Just Just Getting Getting By. A free talk forum about the creative process and the wounds that hold us back from achieving our goals. Each week, building a roadmap through dialogue with working and struggling artists about how to better manifest a successful show business career. Hey, it's John. This week, we spoke with Amebit Bayane. After graduating NYU, Amebit didn't wait to be discovered. She got right to work and wrote what she knew, generating and releasing a collaborative web series based on her life called Downtown Girls. After developing it and striking a deal with a network, like so many projects, it didn't end up getting made. Amebit walks us through how she channeled that disappointment into a flame not so easily extinguished. We heard about growing up a first-generation American in a primarily black community and what a shock it was to discover how white the majority of our nation is. Amebit's work and energy is a product of discipline, self-care, a burning passion, and realistic expectations. She looked so stunning when we recorded. We regretted not having a YouTube series instead of a podcast. Last week it was announced that the project she's been shopping with two friends under the mentorship of Gabrielle Union has been picked up by NBC. It's called Black Girl Magic. Congratulations, Amebit. We're so happy for you. This is our interview with Amebit Bayane. I just binged Pose uh, like <sighs> two days and hailed it. Good, just in time for season two? Yes, yes. It's so good. I'm so ready. I, I wanted to see it when it first came out, but like I, I do streaming, so like I generally can watch shows like the next day on yeah, the app. I'm with you. But Pose wasn't. I couldn't find it. Um, did you look on the FX app? They didn't they have. Didn't have it. They didn't have. It's not available. That's why like it's such a big deal that it's on Netflix now. Because uh, okay. they don't even show you episodes on the FX app. Wow, and interesting. It's like one of the only shows they don't like. You could, I could watch Atlanta, but I couldn't watch Pose. They're being very strict. Mm. And then other people were like, well, what about, you know, like those, like, pirating sites, Put Locker or whatever. And I was like, I am so ashamed of myself. I'm officially <laughs> at an age where I didn't even think of that fucking shit. Well, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. There's an honor to that. <laughs> I mean, it, it is stealing. Not that I haven't done it. Not that I don't no, do it for I, a couple I, things. But, like... You know, it definitely takes money out of pockets. But uh, that said, if they're not going to provide it, it's like, what no, up? But, like, I was actually ashamed of myself. It's like, I'm a natural-born hustler. Yeah. Like, and I don't <laughs> I, I don't mind people that pirate. Do what yeah. you have to do to save your coin. Right. Like, uh-huh. How have I gotten to this place where it di- I didn't even cross my mind? I'm like, oh, no. I'm adulting too hard. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's funny. That show is so good, though. Good. I think I watched it twice. Ryan Murphy is my soulmate. Yeah, it's crazy it. that they took yeah. it down, though, just because I feel like it's probably the most sought-after show on FX right now, you know? I think it's so they could. They made a lucrative deal at Netflix. I, after he got it up, they have he has a $300 million deal now to create something at Netflix. There we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's smart. He's my soulmate. And if he needs a third woman in his little tribe, I'm, I'll be that for him. Who's the second? I don't think. It's just him and his partner, and I can be that. Oh, that's the, that's the <laughs> if, he's, if he's into women and if he's into a three, I can do that because I love him that much. Aww. I just am obsessed. Like, he made my childhood favorite popular. And I'm like, you're just, your brain and my brain, we're just alike. Popular. You know? I'm like, you know? I haven't heard anyone reference that show in so long. I've never heard and of it. it. 
Oh my god, it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> like, I think it's randomly on like the CW seed or something. <laughs> like one of those random apps that have like all the old shows. Really? Yeah, because CW they have I wanna watch it. It was WB then <laughs> yeah, though. Exactly. WB, UPN, like that weird time. Well, that's the thing. So all of those shows that existed in like the WB UPN universe at that time are on this app that's like a subsidiary of the regular um, CW app. And it's called the CW Seed. So any of those shows like are just hanging out on the internet get somewhere. I want to get, get into, into popular. It. You've talked about it before. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, like the precursor to Glee, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the, it was the underdogs, and that was like I'm seen finally. Yay! <laughs> yes. It's not a, like CW was always the, the or WB was always the popular kid. Right. And I'm like fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not the ones who win at the end. <laughs> they wither away. Yeah, that was my show. It, I feel like I love everything he does, though. Like, loved Nip Tuck. Like, I thought the ending was a little unique, but mm-hmm. I loved that show so much. Um, the, Glee I, is everything. Glee is everything. I recently rewatched a few episodes of The Assassination of Gianni Versace, mm-hmm. and I'm like, like, I know a lot of people weren't... Su- yeah, and I know a lot of yeah. people weren't super into yeah. it, but like... Because he does all of those, like, um, because it was American Horror yeah. Story and American Crime Story. So okay. the assassination of Gianni Versace was part of the American, American Crime. Crime Story. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. OJ was the other one. Yeah. They did the that OJ one, one first and then Gianni. OJ was very good. Um, very but good. I liked rewatching some of Gianni because, like, the way that they go back into, like, Andrew Cunanan's past is just really an incredible story like just showing them as like kids and like trying to Mm -hmm. figure out life and his dad being like the hustler slash con artist that he was and then kind of how like all of that got set into his mindset so then he just became a crazy serial killer and like weirdly likable it's strange Right. But I guess that's what it is, though, to be a sociopath. Like, you have, like, this kind of charisma where people gravitate towards you, but you don't necessarily care about their well-being. Yeah, you adopt it. You adopt that persona Mm -hmm. and and all the exterior uh, attributes that... Uh, that make you seemingly assimilate, right. but you get to still be on the outside, you know, looking in. It's, it's, a, wi- it's a wild you know what archetype. I, mean. I saw the Ted Bundy, uh, Zac Efron. Movie. Oh yeah, with Haley in it. Yeah, with Haley. Oh my god, I gagged. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, I, I was terrified. I went to sleep terrified. Terrified. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I need to watch that. Just the story in itself. It's like, wait, what? And then when they show the clips of Ted Bundy at the end, and you're like, he actually did all this shit? Like, they stood in front of the cameras and put up that big show? And he was hot. Mm-hmm. The real Ted Bundy. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like they didn't cast was, Zac that Efron. That's the thing. A lot of those serial killers from that day really? were kind of fine. And it's like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, that's was, another podcast. I read, look at his Wikipedia. He made friends with other high-profile, like, serial killers in jail. Like, I was like, there's there's hierarchy in jail, too. Like, Girl. socializing. <laughs> Honey, I tried to kill the president. I can't socialize with you. <laughs> you only tried to kill your mother. Right. It's like small potatoes. Right, no. <laughs> Only rolling with the big dogs, the killers. <laughs> like thirty plus bodies. Like, <laughs> That's this crew. <laughs> the thirty plus body crew. Yes. <laughs> they had to monitor his his tribe because he was just reaching out to. He was creating a community in jail. Wow. That's unique. Like 
That makes me think of that other show that existed for maybe like two or three seasons. That um, the following. I like that. I know. Like it was good, but like Kevin Bacon was boring. Like I didn't see it. I, I didn't see that. What network was that on? It was on Fox. But the thing is, it starred Kevin Bacon, and like we we don't care about him anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> and I oop. <laughs> yeah, it just like on TV, like it's just not. The, he's not the most compelling. Like week after week after actor, it's more like oh, I'll watch you for two hours of a film and then call that a day. Mm -hmm. But it's like week after week, it's like, uh, I don't really like your acting. <laughs> but, I'm with you. Yeah. You, you watched that show. Like you know what I it was. So I want to hear some a bit about you. These days, you know, I knew you in theater school. Mm -hmm. What kind of artist are you now? Um, now, I mean, starting, what, experimental theater, um... Now I am a writer, actor, comedy writer. Like, who would have thought? Um, but low-key, it's actually such a natural progression and, like, seems like the most logical path for me. Like, I've always been writing. Uh, it was something that I always took to very easily. Like, even my second year project, I wrote that, like, the night before my review. <laughs> literally the whole thing um but yeah so it like kind of started off I did the normal actor route a year after graduation um and was like this blows immensely mm -hmm. uh, just waiting for someone to call me and like not having any agency um literally and figuratively um, <laughs> um and so like me and my group of friends from NYU, it's Crystal, Chandra, Siobhan, we're just like, let's, you know, put some things up on YouTube, and, you know, at the beginning, it was just so we could just get clips, so we could have a reel, mm -hmm. so we could get proper representation, and, and for something that casting directors can look at, it was always just, like, the end game was to be featured in other people's projects. Um, so we started a Kickstarter, and I feel like at that time, that was all the rage. Like, you know, crowdfunding was the jam. Mm -hmm. So I, I said we raised 8000 It was, like, pretty easy to do so, too, especially with, like, like people on Facebook all the time. There was no Instagram. So that's where you went to, like, connect with people, spamming walls. Like, I don't know if people do that anymore, but that, that whole thing... Um, one man, one camera, you know, just if you weren't on in, in the shot, you were holding boom, giving lines, like, guerrilla style, whatever you can do. Um, and the first season, it's hella funny. I'd stand by What's that. What's it called? Downtown Girls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, we watched that. Yeah, it was really funny. Thanks. Yeah, you did three seasons? Two. Two. Yeah. And What's you, it about? It's about four girls who just graduated from NYU, hustling to make it in New York City. Uh, you know, we just deep of fantasy. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, that relatable story of like, like all of us staying, not being from this city, and the rent being outrageous. And like, I have this fancy degree, but I'm a hostess, and yeah. my dream is to hopefully become a server. Next, like, that's, <laughs> those are my goals, motherfucker. <laughs> that's attainable. <laughs> This beautiful degree, fuck that. Right. Um, and, you know, the first season, I moved here at the launch of it and kind of did the festival route, um, got a couple hits, not that much. Um, it, 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 it's, I, 
it is funny, but it just looked like, you know, guerrilla style. And because it was only $8,000. Um, and we were uh, grateful that an investor saw something in us and was like, oh, I'll help produce a second season if you guys do so. And like tripled the budget, if even more than that. And um, he, and he also happened to be the brother of a writer that we were collaborating with. So it's kind of just like slowly but surely expanding a network of people that believed in us. Um, and that was really what did it for us. Like that season, all of the festivals that we didn't get into before, we got into. Um, and we did like Just for Laughs Montreal. And that that felt like my like, oh my God, I'm in the business. Like it was like summer camp for professionals. Like <laughs> I'm in the elevators with Gerard Carmichael. And, mm-hmm. like, and these, all of these stars just walking around like they're not fucking stars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm here too. And oh my God, this is so cool. Um, and we did LA Film Festival. And I never thought I would be a, someone who would say this because I never thought this would be my life, but an executive happened to be in the audience and Googled us and went to our website and sent a, a email through the submit form contact page. <laughs> Get out, yeah. And wow. yeah, I was like, I was, I saw your screening, liked it. Uh, I want to have a general with you guys. And I was like, what the fuck is a general? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I'm getting paid? <laughs> is the money coming, honey? Um, <laughs> Endgame. Is the money coming? What we're all wondering. Seriously. <laughs> and so we go meet. We didn't know what the fuck. We like, oh, they're going to meet us and then give us a job. Like, always. The, I was like, oh, we're going to work for someone else. Because no one ever, at least for me, never told me, like, oh, yeah, I could be my own boss. It's like, I have to work under somebody. Need to get the, the house, the man, the dog. Still working on that man. <laughs> um... And so she's like, what do you guys want? Like, what Like, what are your dreams? We're like, uh, I don't know, to do a third season on YouTube? And she's like, no, no, honey, you're not thinking big enough. Like, I asked you, what do you want? Like, <laughs> and, and she's like, in an ideal world, if you could have it your way, like, what would you want to do with this show? Would you want it to be a feature or what? I was like, um, I guess if everything went my way, uh, make it a TV show on, like, actual TV? And she's like, that's amazing. We only do films here. But <laughs> let me see if I can connect you to someone who does do uh, television. Um, who are you rep by? I'm like, nobody. And she's like, well, how'd you get into the festival? I was like, I paid my money. <laughs> I paid that submission fee. Uh-huh. And, she, and she's like, no, 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 that's not how this town works. So introduced us to, like, a junior manager um, and literally just... Intro- I don't know how far you guys want me to, to yeah, no, dive going. into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, she introduced us to a junior manager at o- Oasis Media Group, and they mainly uh, represent like uh, directors and writers. Um, and she was, she's maybe like a year older than, a year or two older than us, young, but a hustler. And she introduced us to um, these producers, the Zuckers. Uh, they they did. Um, do you guys remember? Is it airplane that like cult comedy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And their daughter actually went to NYU around the same time that we did. Uh, Katie Zucker. I don't know if you guys uh-huh. know. No, I didn't know her either. Yeah. Um, but that was a, an immediate like 
clicking point. Like in meetings, like it's great if you have something that you can really bond over sure. to break the ice. And that was it. It was like, oh, she's like, oh, you guys were there at NYU. I did too. And so like we didn't even have to sell her the show. She totally got it. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, th- those were all of my friends. Um, and just they graciously helped us develop. Um, they're like, again, who, do, who are your agents? And it was like, we don't. We just have our manager. And they're like, no, no, no. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> so they introduced us to their agents at Paradigm, who we're still with till this day. Um, and we, did, we, we didn't continue to develop with them because Paradigm was like, we need to attach like a big, big name to this project, mm-hmm. um, kind of going the broad city route. Um, where they're, you know, these unknown writer actors, mm-hmm. but, you know, they attach Amy Poehler and it's boom. So, like, who's your Amy Poehler? Mm. Um, and so the strategy was to go out to, like, big producers first, attach those, attach a really good showrunner, and then go out to networks, um, which is really the long r- way to go because you can just take a show directly to the network and skip all this and they'll hook bullshit. you up with the showrunner yes, they'll hook you up with yes the yes yeah. but being that it's our was our first time nobody knows us at all they're like we we want a, these networks to feel comfortable hmm. that you know their investment is going to have some type of return sensible and so we went on so many pitch meetings um and i think it was like the last one was elizabeth banks um Literally, it's so many producers that just did at least didn't get it, just didn't get the project, or just wasn't a right fit. They didn't like us, or we didn't like them, or we just amicably were like, mm, no, da da da. Um, met Liz, and it was just like, Mom, oh my God, <laughs> I found you. <laughs> you, you get it. She totally understood. And like one thing I would always say in these pitch meetings to just like to to see if they really understood the essence of that struggle. I was like, you know, there was a point in time where the three of us, me, Crystal, and Chandra, lived in a one-bedroom apartment in the Bronx with no air conditioning, and Chandra and I would just get high and put popsicle sticks on our naked bodies. Cool. <laughs> like, that, was the, that was the level of struggle. And Liz goes, but what do you know about putting your sheets in the freezer? And I was like, bitch! <laughs> 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 it's way smarter! You know, you know, it's like, no we're gonna up. do just fine here. There's no clean up! Like, what? I was like, you you fell asleep? Like, it was cold enough? I was like, she was like, yeah, like, by the time it wore, by, by the time it, like, warmed up, I was already asleep. It was fine. I was like, did you smell? Yes! So smart! And, you know, she developed the, the pilot with us, and she helped attach John Regi who was the showrunner for 30 Rock for seven Amazing. Seasons. Incredible. Yeah. Um, he got them two Emmys. And so he, I mean, he just knows what he's doing. He knows mm-hmm. his way around New York City. He knows his way around comedy. So it's like he was such a great addition to the team. Um, and we spent a year developing uh, the pilot idea. Um, and... With Liz came Warner Brothers because she has a first look deal there. Mm. Um, So just by default, they became the studio. And we took it out. We pitched several networks and we landed at TBS. Oh, incredible. Yes. Yes. What's the timeline? Where are we in the story time-wise? Yes. We met Liz 2016? Yes, 2016, uh, May, we got Regie, 
December 16, and we developed the pilot at the top of uh, 2017. We went out to buyers summer 2017. We locked TBS in like September, and uh, it was such a, like an anxiety-filled time. And so all of 18 was writing the script and like now this was like our we thought you thought you were in the industry now you're really in it like dealing with producer notes dealing with studio notes dealing with network notes and then being on calls with all of them at the same time i already said like welcome to the fucking party line guys hi who's here (laughs) (laughs) like millions of voices wow um and and just even trying to learning the etiquette of how to be on these calls like and like having these follow-up calls after with the producers and they're like okay so let me tell you how these go you you have lots of opinions but when the network is speaking you just go uh huh yeah yeah got it yep it's a it's always a yes and mm-hmm. this is not the call where you like have a no try to have, back. no there's mm-hmm. not he's like we converse after and then we'll let them know you know your notes exactly <laughs> what what will and will not be done right but when we're all online it's yeah okay sure 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 totally hear that got it hmm. so, so that you just sound like you are you know easy to work with yeah, at the end of the day no one wants to work with someone that's difficult mm-hmm. cool um it was probably one of the hardest times of this process for me um it just felt so aggressive like all of the changes all of the pushing and, and i always thought people were exaggerating when they're like oh god the studio the network right. oh, oh and the network <laughs> exactly but it was it Oh my God! Sometimes I'd look at pages. I'm like, I didn't even write this. I don't even know what this is. Who show is this? Might as well just change my name to Derek. God damn it! At this point, is it still called Downtown Girls? Yes, okay, so Downtown we're still Girls. Working with Downtown Girls. Um, we like even changed the characters. The, the, the web series had like fake names. We made it our names. We're just really cool. being really so authentic and being true to who we are. And what our story was with, you know, a bit of embellishment and character. Um, but, yeah, there like, times where I'd be cry- I, I remember crying, literally, it sounds like this goes to everything. Crying in the parking lot of Soho House. I was, I was at, I was someone's plus one at an event. And <laughs> I'm in the parking lot and I, I just opened the email and, like, the, the, it just was butched. And it just... <laughs> Fucked it all up. It just we don't want this. We want this to change. We want da-da-da. And I'm just bawling. Oh my god! I don't know how I can do this. And it's just it's not the show that I made. <laughs> and but my like that's the beauty of a producer. Like they had my back. Like literally, my producer called me immediately, and she's like, "Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Let's go page by page in this parking lot. I'm going page by page." Wow. <laughs> That's amazing, though. Yeah. Like, having that support yeah. on such a big project yeah. is probably monumental. Mm-hmm. And, and even having someone that understands your voice, like, this doesn't sound authentic. How can you make it so that you can stand behind this? Because at the end of the day, we don't want to make something that you don't love. Right. Um, and I don't take any of that for granted because the final script that we got was amazing. And it, it took... All of that pushing, it took all of that rewriting, uh, just really throwing ideas out, just to get back to something that we had at the very beginning anyway. Mm-hmm. All of th- that that whole process to get to something like, okay, 
okay, cool. I, I know I couldn't have done this on my own. If you would have just left me alone and not made me cry, I would never have gotten this. So mm-hmm. regardless, I'm grateful. Some sacrifice goes yeah. into seeing your dreams manifested. Yeah, uh. absolutely. And for the audience, um, if you're wondering what the clicking sound is, she has very long, about inch and a half, um, neon yellow nails, and she, her hands are very expressive here Sorry, on a black I'm... table. It's uh, no, it's okay. I just, I just, when they hear the clicks, I want them to have the visualization of you of these stunning nails. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, do we know when we'll see the show? So, ultimately, TBS passed. Okay. Um, that was end of last year. That was tough. It was when I just got back from my birthday trip in Costa Rica, just turned 30, literally just literally off the plane, and <laughs> TBS passed. I was like, God. Yeah, and they got... My life is over. Right. But then life kept happening, and I just resented life. Like, why am I waking up? <laughs> like, why am I waking up every day? Like, it was dark. Like, the year ended for me, like, December 1st. Like, I was like, fuck the rest of this year. It's done. Right. I'm going to Argentina. I Like, I literally, I came back for a week after my birthday and then left again. Because I was like, I can't. Mentally, I am not capable to deal with just being in L.A., just doing this. With right, waking up and nothing nothing's to do, happening. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just need to figure it out. Right. Um, and we had tried to shop. We tried to shop it again, and it didn't get picked up. And I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. Um, but in sometime in between, even before we finished that pilot, we had started developing two other projects, mm-hmm. a magical realism show and an animated project. And the, it was kind of, it, the ball was move, moving a little bit on them, but downtown girls was literally first position. It was the, the show and the other two were looked at as like backups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank God we had those um, because I don't know where I'd be without them. And it also just kind of changed my perspective on how first and foremost life works and then second how this industry works. Like I thought it was downtown girls or die. Really, definitely did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the, who I would be if it did go I would, I know I would be on a show and have way more money, but I don't know where my mental would be because I wouldn't have had the growth that I that I experienced from that initial rejection. Um, that life doesn't go the way you want it to go, but it always goes the way it needs to go. Mm-hmm. I would never have learned that fucking lesson, right. and I probably would have become someone that that I don't I probably wouldn't have been recognized and probably wouldn't have liked because it's like I just got my way Mm. and without without become without learning the lessons that I needed to so it was a very necessary rejection just for my for my well-being because I I never spiraled like that in my life I was always the type of person there's no such thing as no to me Mm -hmm. no I decided I was going to NYU in the sixth grade I did that I decided I'm creating a show I did that I just like I like, I was always in control, and it's the first time I, I fucking learned that, like, you're not in control. Things happen because of timing and luck. Mm-hmm. Right. And hard work. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, doesn't mean you didn't work hard enough. Doesn't mean that you weren't talented enough. It's just life. That's life. Yeah. Right. Especially when so many people are chasing the same goals or similar goals. It's, like, hard for everyone to get their chance. Yeah. You know? And like having putting your worth and your validation in your work 
is terrible. Yeah. Like, w- if the show got canceled, then what would I have been? Oh, God. I, I'm not a great person because my show got canceled? No. Like, I am not defined by the work that I do. And I that is something that I had to learn after I got into therapy or just, like, I just felt like, I felt like I lost. And I'm like, but what, what game are you playing? What, what, where's the winning and the losing here? It's just life. It's just life, girl. Right. <laughs> Even if you were, like, living back in Philly, working a regular nine to five, like, are you yeah. any, would you be any less than right. the person you are now? Right. No. Like. Exactly. It's like that career choice, what's happening in your career, what's happening in your day to day is not necessarily defining who you are as a human, mm-hmm. and that's more important. I feel like our generation specifically has had to learn that a lot recently because we were the generation that was affected by the recession yeah. and the like what that did to our parents and our finances and how we thought things were supposed to go. And then we, I feel like a lot of us started thinking that our work was what was going to define the rest of our adult life. Mm-hmm. And social media doesn't help because oh, left, no, right, girl. and center, you're looking and you're seeing people that started later than you <laughs> that are, like, blowing up. Right. It's like, who, what is this this race that you created but also everyone else creates in their minds mm-hmm. of, like, you passed me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, or I'm, like, stalled somewhere on the shoulder, like, come on, car, get it together. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, that's my career. I'm like, bitch, it up. <laughs> But I think it's really cool, like, that you have these other backup projects to fall back on, like, that shows how important it is to have multiple irons in the fire, right? Not to put all your eggs in one basket. Like, we're all going to have the one project that's the closest to our heart, right? Maybe the closest to who we actually are, like, when we've invested the most time in. But at the end of the day, we can't control what someone else is going to say yes to, what's going to resonate on a big scale and so if you have this creativity this urge to create like just create as much as possible and wait for something to stick and each one doesn't have to be so precious and that was that was a lesson in itself that attachment that because I was that show was about my life and the character was my name that it was greater than the other projects and that that these were in second position I'm like no now that I'm like removed I'm like they're all everything is just equally as important, has an equal shot. This is not like a plan B. It's not like no, all. now that I'm like into gear of this other show, I'm less attached. And like anything else that I create, I'll be able to to have that separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about me. Right. It was so much about me before. Mm-hmm. It was only about me, right. really. And now it's okay, well, let's look at this on a grander scale. Am I telling an authentic story? Is this a story that's going to resonate with the masses? And not just because it's true. Before, it was like, this story is great because it happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it is authentic. And it's like, okay, great. So what? <laughs> Calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at these characters. Let's look at these arcs. Like, and, and not to say that any of that wasn't there. Because at the end of the day, lots of shit doesn't get, great shit doesn't get Made made. Some, yeah. And it just release that. Release that attachment, girl. Um, right, it's not personal. It's, it's not, not to say that this wasn't an amazing project that still should get made and should get picked up by somebody, but we're not going to let it hold us back yep. and put everything at a halt, your whole life at a mm-hmm. halt. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know you were from Philly. Yeah. Whereabouts? Southwest. Okay, so I, I currently live in Port Richmond. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I'm from the Philly suburbs. Did, I, did we know this? I think, like, vaguely we knew it. And, like, you, me, Dan. Dan Sickles, Sickles yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're the Philly kids. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Do you go back? I actually was back uh, two, three weeks ago. Um, I had to go to a baby's birthday party in Virginia. And so I went, I was like, if I'm going to come back east, I have to stop at home. So I stopped yeah. home for a couple of days, kicked it with my parents. And it's, yeah, it's warmer than here, shit. Right now, <laughs> yeah, that's it's crazy. Does being from Philadelphia inspire yourself as an artist? Do, that, do you have an identity that, that feels very Philly? People are proud of from, yeah, from Philly. You yes, know, you got Will absolutely. Smith and Pink. And no, absolutely. Philadelphia has shaped my entire identity, to be honest. Um, and that, in tandem with also being Ethiopian American, is, is a, I mean, that, I think that was also like, I don't know why, I'm, I've never talked about my second year project, and yet today I've brought it up twice. Um, it's really the crux of my way into storytelling. Um, I grew up in a all- African-American community, like 100%. And so, and, but I'm first-generation American. So I would go to school and be surrounded by all this amazing African-American culture. Mm-hmm. My grade school was the blackest shit you'll ever experience. It was, <laughs> I wish my everyday life was like my middle school. We sang <laughs> Lift Every Voice and Sing instead of the national anthem. We celebrated Kwanzaa like it was a net, like an, actual it is an actual fucking holiday but we like and you know when you're a kid what you're seeing is what you think everybody does so i thought this shit was everywhere i thought everybody celebrated black culture i I had no idea of the adversity because all i knew was black is beautiful and then as my network started to expand i went to a more diverse high school and then I got to NYU. I was like, this country is white as hell. <laughs> this, damn, I was living in this fucking bubble. And even in that bubble, I, there was this bit of struggle of otherness. Because, like, I wanted to be, like, all my friends. Like, just, this like, there was only but so much I could relate. Like, yeah, I'm black, but, like, I was, is, wasn't black enough. Like, I would go home and I'd have my, like, fob, fresh off the boat experience of my parents that struggle. And I'm like, I want fried chicken. And she's like, well, you're eating injera today. So. <laughs> and what is that? Uh, injera. It's an Ethiopian food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, it's wait, like the wait. bread that gets yes. rolled up, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Oh, and that's kind of like, like crepe texture, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good. Yeah. Yes. So, like, that, my house was African as hell, and my school life was, like, black, black as hell. <laughs> so, I was always in this, this, like, okay, trying to figure out who I was. Like, I'm, like, at home, I'm not, all, I'm not, like, my older siblings who were born in Ethiopia, and they're, like, completely, like, Ethiopian. But then I'm, like, but I, I am, right? Like, I never found the place where I was, like, completely whole. Mm-hmm. Um, never had, I had friends that had my same experience, but like at least they all went to school together. The Ethiopian Americans, they all went to Catholic school because Ethiopian parents thought Catholic school was the way to raise the right type of <laughs> child. My parents were like, fuck that, she's going to public school. <laughs> so like, I was always on a lonely island all the time. Mm. And so that's where my storytelling comes from because I'm always seeing something from a like an outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. Why well, I love popular. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I wasn't the one that was the center of anything. I was always out, I was very quiet, and just observing. 
And so different characters always came so naturally to me. Um, and this need to want to play so many different things because I wasn't super solid in who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know. I couldn't stand so firmly in myself because I didn't have a reflection of myself anywhere. Mm. Um, and so coming to NYU and even just coming to New York and seeing this melting pot of people helped me decide, okay, I don't, it, it's not this tug of war of you're, you're just black or you're, you're African. You are whatever the fuck you are. It's mm-hmm. fine. That's your identity. Mm-hmm. It, that's the beauty of it. Right. It's not this. I was trying to find a box so hard that had like the most like people in it. But I'm like, it's fine. It's it's there is no limit. There is no box. Your identity is whatever you decide it is. And fuck if it, no one else. If people try to put you in other things, fuck that. Right. It, it's fine. Right. I feel like it's really those college years where you really start to figure out who you are because mm-hmm. you're like broadening your your perspective yeah. and getting so many outside sources to kind of realize like oh I'm into that I'm not so much into this I'm not into that okay this is me mm-hmm. so after those 4 years it's like I think I kind of know who I am like <laughs> yeah and I remember like like the first week of ETW they all make us write like why we love acting, right, on a piece of paper. And I wrote because it allows me to be so many different types of people. Mm. And then last day, four years later, Rosemary gave those papers back and said, look at this and tell me if you want to adjust it. And I looked at that and I was like, this is the most bullshit shit I've ever done in my life. <laughs> wow. What I've learned in this program about acting is that it's not about being other people. It's, it's connecting to the deepest levels of self. Mm-hmm understanding yourself and and I came into the program wanting a space of escapism running away from myself because I didn't understand myself and I didn't accept myself so it's like acting allows me to put check myself at the door and be all these other things and it's like no that is so false like to do it authentically I had to really really make peace with me and understand me and accept and love me Mm-hmm. That's interesting because then after, like you had started this conversation after that, I guess that's after you got your, those notes back, you guys graduated mm-hmm. and then you created a show that was mm-hmm. essentially about yourself. Mm-hmm. So you finally got to play you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and find the beauty in that and like um, freedom, that, that being able to express all the things that I experienced, like even in the pilot, like we had this moment where like I was very, very like adamant about having someone fuck my name up. Like I was like, that's that's my everyday life. And that's uh-huh. like it's it's gonna be a part of the comedy. Like you mean so hi, I'm Evan. Like I'm Evan no no, I'm Evan. it, right? And I was like, I'm Evan. And I'm and I'm like, wow, like I I never see that on TV because like even if you're a person of color, you still have an easy name, like Master of None, Deb. And I was like, that's easy. Right. And I was like, I'm I'm purposely gonna keep this girl's name a Mevit. And like if the audience is like, who the fuck is that bitch? You're gonna have to <laughs> You are going to have to adjust because mm-hmm. there are, we exist. Right. There's like, because the, my, the web series character was Sam and I'm like, oh, that was so safe and Cop so boring. Out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like I want to be as true and authentic to my experience as I can be. And even all the other stuff that I create, that's not even based on like my life. It's still pulled from very real experiences from my point of view. 
What have you had to do to survive financially? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was... Hmm. So when I first graduated, I was like a hostess for a couple weeks. Um, I didn't do very well at that because um, I'm not a very cheery person. <laughs> um, you have me fooled. No. <laughs> I mean, after like hour two, that shit just... Do you have a reservation or not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay. Okay. <laughs> Seat yourself. Right. And then, There's a table. There you go. <laughs> I was a waitress. I was a bottle service girl. That was such an evil time. <laughs> um, and then when I was here, I was waitressing. I was a tutor. I taught. Uh, I was a teaching artist. Um, and then one of my last jobs um, before I decided I was going to do this full-time. I was a consultant for a tech company. Mm. Um, I just I handled their customer service. It was a dream job. Um, I got it because the the hiring manager um, went to NYU. She was in Tish too, and she kind of, like many people, found a different lane where she could express her creativity. She became a marketing director of this um, entertainment tech app. Mm-hmm. Um, and needed someone to, to manage their just kind of like when you're like hey the shit's broke how do I turn it on like mm-hmm. literally answering those types of emails and she kept it really funky she's like this is not the position where you're going to climb up and eventually become a fucking president uh, but it is great for someone who's an artist who has something else to do and I'm like great because that is who I am I am not going to devote all of my time to you because that's no. just and she's like, and we totally got each other on that level. It wasn't one of those like, oh yeah, I want to grow in this business and I love it. <laughs> and then the, that whole faking yeah, it, and yeah, pretending to be something. One month later, you not. realize that I'm a piece of shit, and then you fire me. I'm not. I don't need that. <laughs> right. Like I need you to know what the hell you're hiring at the very beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like wait, restaurants would be like, you no, you work here. You're a waiter. You're oh, not I an know. actor. And it's like. Like, uh, I don't think this is for me. Like Seriously, yeah. I did that enough and yeah. yeah. that was soul crushing. Yeah. Where they would dr- waiter, you're a waiter, repeat <laughs> after me. I am a waiter. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. So I was just like, ma'am, this is like, can you rock with this? And it was literally the longest job I had. I oh, nearly two years. Um That's great. I got to work remote. I worked from home like most of the time. I like Literally to the point where I didn't, I, w- I wouldn't go to the office for months at a time. Working in your PJs? Working in my PJs, working on a boat in Greece. God oh, damn yes. I did that. Luxury. I did that. <laughs> like, it was great. Just like, if I could just answer all these emails, they don't really give a fuck where I'm doing it from. Um, God bless them. Um, but Ideal. Yeah. And so now you're able to make your way. Yeah. Putting the shows in yeah. development and... And that's a leap of faith in itself because yeah. unlike the the only downside to this life is that there isn't a weekly deposit mm-hmm. like a regular yeah. job. You know, I got this money coming. It's you get this big chunk and then you don't know when that next chunk is coming from. So mm-hmm. just be responsible. Be, you know, abundant in your manifestations mm-hmm. and just be smart. Yeah. Yeah. So are you auditioning as well as writing? I am. I'm cool. auditioning. Um, actually, I had a, a, a commercials and TV. I had a Geico yeah. commercial yesterday that was really funny. In audition? Uh, or yeah. You sh- oh, yeah. 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 Um, like, like series regular stuff, pilot season, mm-hmm. all that. Cool. All that. Features. Doing the circuit. Yeah. Yeah. And as a writer, it helps me not take things personal anymore because... Um, 
I would cry sometimes if you go, you you know, get to the callback stage, you get to the chemistry read stage, and then it just crumbled, and you're like, what the fuck happened? What did I do wrong? And it's like, no, I understand. I remember, like, I would, like, he's too short, or he makes me think of somebody else, or I can't. Mm -hmm. Stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Stupid shit. Stupid shit. But they will remember. Yeah. If if there's a role that you will fit, Mm -hmm. that you're not too short for, or Mm -hmm. you don't remind, they do remind the right person, like. So yeah, putting yourself out there is great. Are you still taking class? I'm getting back into class. Actually, my friend of mine um, from NYU just started her own studio. Oh, yeah, Siobhan. Siobhan, there you go. Yes, Siobhan just started her own studio. So I'm going to, she's really good. She would also coach me on every audition yeah. and like tape me for every self-tape. Was Siobhan at Playwrights? No. Atlantic. Yeah, Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah. I was in Siobhan's group yeah. first year. Oh, we cool. Practical Aesthetics. Yes. yes. She was always yeah. killing it. So Practical Acting LA, that's her studio. She was like, a, she taught NYU students at Atlantic after nice. graduating. So like, she's, she's stellar. And she's acting herself. She's the voice of TJ Maxx. Like, she's killing it. Yes. Yeah. The voice of TJ Maxx. Now that's a gig. That's Girl, a gig. are you a Maxinista? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, besides uh, Elizabeth Banks, have you had another mentor figure along the way? Mm-hmm. So my, the show that I'm selling right now um, it's magical realism, and I have Gabrielle Union attached. Yeah. Oh, lovely! Uh, yeah. We love Gabrielle Union. She is a gem. Yeah, I just um, marathoned her uh, being married. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I went nuts Juicy, on it. Right? Like, Texting me as you're going through the episode. <laughs> so. Yeah, it lasted than three days. I mean, uh, <laughs> so much eye candy on that show. <laughs> Literal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just date all the men. Like, all of them. I'm here for all of them. All of them. <laughs> she is. She really like. If you're feeling bad, uh, one conversation with her would just clean you up, honey. She, she like just she was in the pitch yesterday that we had and just like it's the little things that make me know that like wow I'm on the right track I'm doing something and eventually don't know when but it'll happen mm-hmm. she's like these women are winners and I'm like can't believe you just called me a winner oh my god that's so bad um, it's yeah. really true you're doing it we have so much respect and admiration for you thank and you. You are stunningly beautiful. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah, there'll be pictures on social media. <laughs> I mean, go to our social media. I'm pretty sure it is just getting by podcasts on Instagram and check her out today. She Aww. is drop dead gorgeous. Thanks, guys. Um, how do you center yourself? Therapy. Mm. Uh, lots of meditation. Lots of lots of meditation. So you're not yeah. like a one minute and then I'm good type no, person. No, I do like a twenty minute every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, my manager actually sent me a really nice. Um, it's a YouTube link, and I I literally that's my thing in the morning. I like ease my way into the day, um, and I ease my way out. Um, I learned that from uh, this poet activist Cleo Wade. She's great. Follow her on Instagram. Um, and she's all about self-care, self-care, self-love, and just like, you know, being very intentional and present with your engagement with self and with others, you know? And this, I, I used to think like, oh, you know, life is just life and you can do whatever. And like, no, 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 like this shit is not easy. And when you take it for granted is when you get like, you know, mental illness and all mm-hmm. that shit. Be, I'm really, really present with how I, like, I don't look at my phone. Waking up, it's Okay. Here we are. Let's do a meditation. Let's maybe color. Let's let's do some reading. Like let's ease up. It's not this. Okay, I've got a meeting. 
let's go. That fucking chaotic shit is what makes you go crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason that I got into doing this podcast was uh, I needed to hear this from my friends that are out here doing it. Um, rather than just the generic, like, you know, you should wake up and, and ease yourself. Like, hearing it from you. Uh, mm. Because I wake up and, you know, I like... I, st- I start watching the news. Like, I'm on, like, Rachel Maddow. And it's like, maybe I shouldn't like, be in um, Trump land no, in the morning, you know? Funny. I should yeah. get that YouTube link. I'll send it to you. I, I, yeah, I yeah. accept. Yeah, I'll send it be to great. you. For sure. Love it. Do you feel like your 20s were everything you imagined it to be? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like you've definitely had some great accomplishments, mm-hmm. so... I feel like not everyone you can ask that question. They're like, oh, yeah, it was great, you know. But I think that... But even the bad stuff was great. You yeah. Know, it, I asked for it. I used to always say to myself, there, no great story is ever told without adversity. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I wish that shit upon myself that I <laughs> manifest all that shit, you know. And now in my 30s, it's like, it, it, it don't have to be hard, girl. Mm-hmm. That's my new. It doesn't have to be. Hmm. It doesn't. Don't choose that. I love that mindset. <laughs> I love that mindset. Right. It's like, this doesn't have to be difficult. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have to be a challenge or something mm-hmm. that I'm like, woe is me about. It's like, oh, this was an experience. I had yeah. it. I learned from it. We're keeping it pushing. Learning how to yes and life. Yes and life. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is the show about that you're working on, that you're s- selling? Um, I don't know how much I can say. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tell us what you can. It's about uh, three black girls who discover that they have magic. Uh, Love black charmed. But they're not <laughs> fighting demons like charmed. Right. Because um, we have enough demons in the real world. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really just, you know, celebrating, celebrating that black girl magic, celebrating, you know, and highlighting the experiences of being a black woman today. Uh, in a fun, mystical way. That's so exciting. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the type of shows that like we really need today. Just because it's so easy to like villainize people of color and it's so easy for us to like kind of not have our stories told in in a way where we're looked at as heroes mm-hmm. or as role models in mm-hmm. some type of way. It's like when you go to Europe, and then they're like, oh, all I really know about black people is, like, what I've seen on TV, and it's, like, like, thuggish, ruggish bone or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, that's incredible. When do you think that's going to be coming? Um, we literally just wrapped pitching. We got, like, one more pitch in uh, June. Mm-hmm. So hopefully someone buys it, and yeah. we'll do the development process and get picked up and right. fingers are crossed over here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you have to keep us apprised. Uh, and obviously, what's where are you on? Are you on Instagram? Yeah, it's my name, Anetta Banner. Okay, we'll link you to it. We'll link everybody up to you so you can keep us posted mm-hmm. as things happen. I'm so excited to find out. Thanks. Yes, thank you, Amanda. Thank yeah. you. Guys. Well, thanks for coming. Of